Don't go to a comedy show coked up. It never works out well. I don't know when it became so bad to run people over. If you can get over what it actually is, you might find the humor in it. (laughs) What it is, it's a dead Mexican. (laughs) Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Hey! What's going on with you? It's your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday, my friend. How's it going? How's it hanging? How you doing? I hope you're doing well, my friend. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. But what do we say? Get your fucking shit together. No one has time for your bullshit, especially you. So get it together. August, winding down. What'd you do? What'd you get done? Hopefully something. Hopefully something to make yourself not feel like a bum. Because nobody knows you better than you. So if you feel like a bum, you might be a bum. Or you might be just being extra hard on yourself for no reason at all. But either way, hope you're doing well, my friend. Listen, some shows coming up. I was supposed to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma this week, but that has fallen through. I will not be in Tulsa. They booked somebody else instead of your old pal Joe. They fucking cocksuckers. But anyway, September, that's when things start to pick up. I'll be in Houston the 29th or the 30th or something like that. I'll be in Houston and then I believe uh, Bryan, Texas, and then we'll be in Dallas, October 1st and 2nd, maybe. Bridgeport, Connecticut, October 6th through the 9th. Chicago, Illinois, the 13th through the 16th. Las Vegas, Nevada, the 20th through the 23rd. Well, that's these aren't the actual dates. I'm sorry. I'm totally lying to you fine people. But those are the weekends I'll be out there. Anyway, Dayton, Ohio in November, along with St. Paul, Minnesota. Go to JoeKellyComedy.com for all your comedy date details all those shows are with my good buddy aaron weber by the way so those will be clean comedy shows so if you like that kind of stuff hey listen there's nothing wrong with it people want to separate it from uh from i guess regular comedy or something like that but it's just comedy they're just saying you just ain't talking about you know fucking buttholes and swearing and all that stuff but it's just regular old fucking comedy You know, I'm still talking about doing drugs and whatever it is I talk about. Aaron's talking about being fat and liking food. You know, a lot of thought going on at these comedy shows. So come on through. Come on through. Come enjoy yourself. All right. How are you, my friend? How was your week? I hope it was good. What'd you get into? Did you have any fun? Did you do anything interesting and or unique? Did you spend your time wisely? Did you waste your time? What did you do with your fucking week, my friend, since last time we checked in? What'd you do? Me? Aw, you shouldn't have asked. I was in Atlanta. (laughs) I was in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia, where I used to live, but I no longer do. But I was down there doing some shows, uh, doing little audio pickups for a movie that I shot, bro. (laughs) It's pretty fun. Pretty good time. And... That was I just went down for the shows and chilled. Shows were good. Shows were great. Uh, for the most part, all the shows were fucking off the chart, man. Really good time. There was one in particular. Late show on Friday was not good. You know, Atlanta is known for having 
people who do cocaine. And sometimes those people come to comedy shows. And listen, I'm not saying don't do cocaine. If you want to do cocaine, go do cocaine. But maybe don't go somewhere where the whole purpose of you being there is to not talk. You know, cocaine's not one of them quiet drugs. You know what I mean? It's not something you do and you just kind of sit and enjoy what's going on. Cocaine's one of those drugs that makes you want to be a part of the thing that's going on. And you're usually loud and obnoxious and just say things that don't make any sense anyway. So, just a little tip from your buddy Joe here. People, do whatever it is you want to do. Do all the drugs you possibly can. Experience the most things that you can in life. Hopefully it doesn't become a problem for you. There is a slippery slope with drugs, as we all know. As we all know. But if you want to go do something, go do something. But just make sure you're in the correct environment for it. Like, where would be a good place to smoke weed? Just about anywhere. As long as you're not given like a presentation or anything like that, you know, where you got to be real communicative with the fine people that you're talking to. That's a good thing. Where's a good place to do cocaine? Not the library. Not the library because you're not supposed to be talking there. And, you, you know, you can't be beaten off at the library. Cocaine makes you horny as hell, dog. <laughs> and at comedy shows because you're not supposed to talk. But maybe like... Uh, I don't know, maybe like a concert. You go to a concert, you can sing, you do cocaine there. Um, maybe like a protest where you got to do a whole lot of yelling and hooting and hollering, you know? Maybe get all coked up and then go, you know, fight for rights for uh, somebody who's not you, but you feel like you need to help them, you know? Something like that. Uh where else do people talk a whole lot? I don't know. I don't spend my time around people who talk much or talk too much. But anyway, cocaine is not the place to be, uh, or cocaine is not the drug to be doing at a comedy show. After the show, maybe. Maybe after the show, but don't go to a comedy show coked up. It never works out well. Maybe it does. Maybe some people are real incognito with their fucking cocaine use at comedy shows. But the times that I have encountered people on cocaine at comedy shows, you could always tell. Late show Friday, right, people? A couple of coked up people. What is it about ladies with fucking giant tits loving cocaine? That's, you know, makes me want to just have some on me. I don't want to be doing it. I don't like it. Listen, guys, your old pal Joe has done cocaine. I'm sorry. I know you thought I was some Puritan out here in the world. I hope you didn't lose hope in yourself because you found it because I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm a fucking dirtbag, but I don't like it. I don't like what it does to people. I don't like how I feel the next day. It is a lot of fun in the moment. You know, it is a ton of fun in the moment. Everything you say seems like it's fucking groundbreaking, you know, which I feel that way all the time anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, not my thing. But I would like to have some just for the just for the giant fucking tits that come along with it. You know what I mean? I mean, women with giant tits love weed too. You know what else they weed? They love uh, French fries. Maybe I'll just carry around a pocket of French fries. Give me a big titty mama. You know. <laughs> 
What else do big titty ladies love? Me. <laughs> anyway, there's this couple at the show. And for the most part, I guess they were quasi-behaving themselves. You know? They weren't causing too much of a problem. But once in a while, they'd get a little bit riled up and be talking during people's sets or whatever. And I was on towards the end. I think I was second to last on the, the late show on Friday. Which is notoriously bad. I don't know if you guys know anything about comedy, but if you ever go to a comedy show, if there's ever someone you want to see perform, pro tip, don't go to the late Friday show ever. Don't do it. Get your tickets earlier. That's always the worst fucking show at any comedy show. It always is. Once in a while, it's okay. Once in a while, it might be good. But... Notori- generally, generally speaking, they are notoriously fucking bad shows. And it's because people have been, usually most people been working all week. You know what I mean? Every other day of the week, they're in bed by like 10, 30, 11 probably. So their routine on Friday doesn't change at all. They still get up, go to work, and now... It's the time, now you're doing a show at 10.30 when they're usually in bed, you know what I mean? So, like, they're either tired or they're just completely fucked up anyway, or they're a combination of the two, which I think is most people. They're like, well, we'll do a little pre-gaming before the show, get to the show, and then have a good time, and it's like, well, now you're drunk and tired. So, there's always a lot of low energy or people just completely fucked up, so... Keep that in mind when you're going out and about in the world if you're attending comedy shows. Avoid the late Friday show. It's just never good, man. It's just never good. The late show Saturdays are way better, you know, because people got that buffer. They get up, they sleep in a little bit, they have a slow day, maybe they take a nap halfway through, you know. Late Saturday shows are so much better, but those Friday shows, people are just fucked up from the week, so it's never good. It's never good, you know. But these people were having just a just a hoot of a time, I guess, all coked up or whatever it was. And my whole set, the dude kept saying something. I can't remember. It wasn't it wasn't even making sense. You know, he was just repeating shit that I was saying, but like had nothing to add to it. And I think it happened like four or five times. And uh, anyway, it all worked out well. He was just all fucked up. I'm not going to tell you what I said. There's going to be a clip of this show coming out very soon, my friend. So be on the lookout for that. I don't want to spoil the clip for you. I want you to go on YouTube and watch it. I want you to check it out on the Instagram reels or whatever it is. But let me just say, I took care of that motherfucker. And I took care of that lady with the giant tits, too. You know, I got I got a little two-for-one deal. Two birds, one gel. You know what I mean? But, uh, God, I would love to fuck that lady's tits. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing though too is no matter no matter how great some titties are if you're annoying as fuck i don't care and a lot of people will tolerate giant tits no matter what just because they are giant tits but if there's a shitty attitude attached to it i got nothing to do with it you gotta step it up fellas Quit letting these giant titted women control the world and our emotions with their nonsense just because they got big sweet cans. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> maybe that's where the cocaine comes in. That's how you get up on the, you get one up on the ladies with the giant tits is you got what they want. Now you want the giant tits and they want all the drugs cause they're dead inside. You know, that's the other thing about cocaine. A lot, everyone who does it is just fucking dead inside, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy how numb people who regularly use cocaine, who like cocaine, fucking dead as a doorknob inside, man. Doornail, doorknob, whatever it is, they ain't alive. I know that. And also people who love cocaine seem to not like weed a ton. Maybe I'm generalizing here. But I've met quite a few people who are like, oh, I fucking hate weed. But if you got some Coke, I'd do that all fucking night. It's like, ugh. What are you um, running away from, you know? Or I guess you're just trying to feel anything at all. Maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the point of the cocaine. But I don't know. It, it's a lot of fun. Do it if you want to. Just don't go to comedy shows. Uh, don't be around children. That's the other thing. Also... People who quit cocaine and start taking Adderall, it's the same. You're not any better. You know what I mean? It just seems like people who take Adderall, it's like prolonged now. You know what I mean? You don't need a bump every fucking three minutes. You just take like one Adderall and now you're just sped up for the next six, eight hours or whatever it is. But it's you're just as annoying and you're exhibiting the same types of behavior. So, I don't understand that shit at all. People are like, dude, I don't do cocaine anymore, but I fucking I take about four, four or seven Adderalls a day. <laughs> and it's just, okay. Okay. Just remember, as long as you're off drugs, you, you're fine. You don't exhibit the same uh, uh fucking whatever it is behavioral patterns and personality traits as a drug addict just remember as long as you're not doing the drugs the drugs are the problem it's not you it's never you it's never you doing the drugs it's always the drugs that make you a shitty person you couldn't possibly be a fucking god-awful person to begin with you know what i mean it's gotta be the drugs so once you quit doing drugs you gotta be great to be around and you're fucking not <laughs> some people i just wish would stay on drugs you know because when they're on <laughs> i just keep talking about this now because <laughs> like when i know a drug addiction is a terrible disease i guess or whatever it is you know it does it grabs people and they lose all hope but uh here's the thing is when people stop doing drugs and they still are like just intolerable, awful people. They still have the, the same behavioral traits as drug addicts. You know what I mean? I just wish they'd stay doing drugs, you know? Not because I want them to die and they have their life fall apart. But, you know, drug addicts tend to do their drugs alone. And then when they stop doing drugs, they want to be around you. But it's like you're still the same person. You're just, your nose isn't running now. But... You still talk real fast. I worked with an ex-meth head, allegedly, out in Washington for a little bit. I uh, worked for a junk removal company. We'd go get your junk and then throw it away or something like that. Not even junk. Perfectly good stuff. People with too much money and not enough motivation. That's what we. Those are the houses we were going to. People who had entirely too much shit and not enough motivation to do anything with it. So they just pay us hundreds of dollars to come and essentially throw it all away. Brand new shit most of the time. 
one time this lady was like, I want everything in this garage gone. And it's like, all right, we're going to start throwing stuff away. And uh, I found a pipe, a weed pipe, not a meth pipe. I found a weed pipe with some weed in it. And I was like, well, I guess this is going to get thrown away. Wink, wink, thrown away into the old pocket. That's where that one got thrown away. And uh, <clears throat> but anyway, there was a dude who was like used to do meth and then didn't do meth. But he still was like on meth. You know what I mean? I think some of that shit just gets into your blood and into your system. And it's like he was still twitchy as fuck, still like moving 900 miles a minute. You know, I worked with a bunch of different people all week doing like training stuff or whatever. And was like, oh, you're great. You're good. And then my last day was with him because he's like the shift lead or whatever. And he gave me a, a review to the higher up, to the GM or whatever, that I wasn't fast enough. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, you're fucking moonwalking out of the truck up to the front door. Like, I'm not, I can't keep up with you. You run a 3840, you know, you fucking ex junkie. Like, I'm, what am I supposed to do? You're fucking all over the place. Still chewing on your goddamn tongue. But anyway, do your drugs, kids. Do your drugs. Have fun. Be safe. And if you do too many drugs, leave people alone. Either keep doing them or stop doing them. But leave people the fuck alone because you still got drug addict tendencies. It's not the drugs most of the time. It's you. It's not the world. The world's not against you. It's you. <laughs> As with anything, man. I keep thinking about that, too. It's like, oh, people got this world against them and oh, everything, the whole world's against me, you know? And uh, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm against the world for some reason, you know? I just don't like it. I don't like what happens out there. I don't like how people treat one another. I don't like the, the constant lies that are fed to us every day, the constant lies that we continue to live. I don't like it. So I feel like I'm swimming upstream, but it's not because of anybody else's doing but my own. I could fall in line and just go with the flow, but I don't like where the flow is going, so I'm going to swim upstream. But I don't think the world's against me. I just don't like the world most of the time, if that makes any sense. Anyway, here's the other thing, Atlanta. <laughs> About Atlanta. <laughs> Try and form complete sentences for you fine folks today. Fucking people. Pedestrians have way too much confidence and we've we've protected them too much to now that everybody just acts like assholes all the time for no reason. You know what I mean? Anybody who's on two feet or a bicycle or something like that just acts like a fucking cunt all the goddamn time. And it's like, get out of the fucking road. This is a topic we visited a few times on this podcast. But do me a favor, people. Get out of the fucking road, will you? Get out of the goddamn road. All right. It's for cars. But for some reason, we gave pedestrians these inalienable rights where if anything happens to them at all, it's your fault somehow. If you run over a fucking jack off running into the street, somehow it's your fault. I don't understand it, man. The people in Atlanta wait at like they wait at the crosswalks, but they wait in the fucking road. I saw this like at least three times. People waiting at crosswalks, but not standing on the goddamn sidewalk and send instead standing in the motherfucking road. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you just stand on the sidewalk? Why is that so hard? You know? 
you're looking for a lawsuit. That's what I think. I think these people are trying these get-rich-quick schemes down in the ATL. It's everywhere, though. It's fucking everywhere. Have you been to downtown Nashville lately? Look at all those retard pedestrians down there, you know? If you come to Nashville, please go downtown. It's the only thing that keeps this city alive. But also, no, it's just a bunch of retarded fat people down there standing in the road, pissed drunk, wandering the streets going, oh, nothing bad can happen to me because I'm a pedestrian. I don't know when it became so bad to run people over. Not like intentionally, you know what I mean? You shouldn't just be mowing down people. But I don't know when it became such a big fucking deal that if somebody wandered into traffic, they got hit by a car and they might have died. That's what's supposed to happen. But now they got to be protected for some reason. I don't I don't like that. I think we should be able to run people over. Not intentionally, wink, but you know what I mean? Like if I'm making a right turn on a green light and you're waiting to cross the sidewalk and you're standing in the road, maybe what if my hand slips just a little bit to the right there? What if I start to turn maybe a little bit too early, you know? It's not my fault. Maybe I, I, driving habits aren't that great, you know what I mean? And I run your ass over. I think, I, should, I think that should be totally fine. You were in the street. People on the bicycles, too. I saw a dude with a fucking motorized unicycle. You know what I mean? One of those things you stay, it was one of them you stand on. He wasn't sitting on it. There was no seat. Boy, I bet he would have loved if there was a seat, though. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he would have loved it. But I've never, I've never been so disappointed, you know? There's no way nobody fucks that guy. And if they do, they fuck somebody else in front of him and probably call him, you know, names that are, you know, gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? The slurs for the gays. That's probably what he gets called. We're wearing a fucking helmet on a stand-up unicycle, an electric stand-up unicycle. I'm sure there's a word for it, but guess what? I'm not a fucking nerd. So I don't know the fucking word for it, okay? Oh, it was so disappointing. It's so disappointing. I don't go downtown when I'm in Nashville, so I don't see that kind of shit. But in Atlanta, I was doing the show, so it's just like, oh, look at how retarded everybody is. Also saw somebody, a group of people, they were at the crosswalk, right? They had the the green guy saying, hey, why don't you guys fucking walk over here? You know, come on. It's fine. Now's the time to be walking. And then uh, they didn't. And then as soon as my light turned green to go, they fucking started walking. And it's, I have no hope for humanity. When did everybody become so just oblivious and dumb? Have people always been that way? Have people always not paid attention to anything that's going on around them? Especially when there's giant, you know, 2,000 pound, machines combustible machines of metal and glass rolling around and you're just like well nothing bad could possibly happen it's gonna happen it's coming for every one of us (laughs) anyway Atlanta was great (laughs) Atlanta was so much goddamn fun
It was a great fucking time. Good trip. Had some good shows. Haven't been paying attention to anything that's been going on in the news, my friend. So if you're looking for some hot political takes or anything like that, I got nothing. I haven't. I feel like I've had nothing as far as like news shit in a while. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. You know, I just ain't got time to be paying attention to anything anymore. I just don't care. People keep to recessions and the you know we're in a recession but nobody says we're in a recession and it's just everyone's just fucking with everybody so i've just kind of stepped away and have not really paid attention i have no idea what's going on in the news if somebody famous died last week i have no idea i got too much shit going on so i'm worried about what the fuck it is i'm doing you know is that uh what is that narcissistic then i'm you know not fucking tuned into the world maybe it is maybe it is i don't fucking know I don't know, and I don't care. I got too much shit going on, people. I hope you get so much shit going on that you don't give a fuck what anybody else is doing, too. You know? I got to try and get somewhere. Seeing my family uh, the couple of weeks ago when I went and visited my family in Michigan gave me a bit of a perspective, I guess, you know, or just some motivation or just a different outlook is... Uh, you know, I'm a single man. I ain't got no kids. I'm not going to have any kids. I've had a vasectomy, but, uh, I still got a family and they still need some help. So I really got to lock in and, uh, and get my shit going. You know what I mean? I got to really lean into this comedy shit and try and get it to pop off in some way. Cause not that they necessarily need me to be providing for them in any way. They're all fine, but I would like to, uh, I'd like to make life a little bit better for them, you know? And, uh, so that's where I'm at with it. I'm just, I give a fuck what's going on with Twitter for, you know what I mean? Give a fuck about these lying ass politicians, what the fuck they're doing. No one's giving us good news anyway, people. None of the news is trying to motivate you. So it's like, fuck it, man. I got to worry about, uh. Yeah, I'm going to try and lock it in. Get my fucking family out of Flint somehow. Because they ain't leaving. They ain't going to leave. So I feel like I got to drag them out some way, shape, or form. So that's where I'm at. And I've been doing comedy for 10 years, so I can't switch gears now. So I got I to gotta lock this shit in. Anyway, that's why I'm not paying attention to anything. I got too much shit going on, man. And uh, yeah, I just would like to be able to help my family out. They've been so kind to me throughout the, the years. You know, some people can't say that. That's crazy to me. Some people hate their families and their families hate them for whatever reason. And I don't have like, you know, the most fucking storybook family or whatever it is. My parents are divorced. We never communicated growing up or anything like that, you know. Never really talked about anything. Uh, you know, was there wasn't pretty around the house all the time, you know what I mean? Especially when that divorce started. But I think I think they've always loved each other, you know, in some way, shape, or form, maybe not knowing how to express it, but anytime the the fucking cards have been down is that the right saying for it anytime there's been trouble man they've always fucking been there we've always been there for each other so it's nice it's nice to have that i hope you have something like that in your life my friend somewhere you can go when the uh going gets tough you know what i mean anyway 
Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, shall we? Had a nice little Monday here. Get this all posted and out and about in the world, and I hope uh, hope we had some fun so far. Anyway, this uh, where did I see this? This was, I believe, fuck, I don't remember where I saw this, but I just thought it was very funny. Maybe it was World Star. I'll try and find it. I'll get to the lake. You know how it goes. Uh, but there's no setup to this. Ah, this is a fucked up one. It's not that fucked up. If you can get over what it actually is, you might find the humor in it. <laughs> what it is, it's a dead Mexican. <laughs> it's a dead, dead Mexican inside a crocodile's mouth, all right? This motherfucker got snacked up or snatched up by a crocodile or whatever. But the thing is, he was swimming in a restricted area. This guy was apparently swimming in a place that wasn't, uh, he wasn't supposed to be swimming at, right? So probably because there were crocodiles. So one of the crocodiles snatched him up. And uh, I guess maybe his buddies, maybe a couple strangers with a phone start to, they start the camera. The dude's already dead, right? And the crocodile swimming around with the dude. I think it's just pretty much his neck in the crocodile's mouth, which is what they do. They strangle you to death, you know? And uh, what's funny about this video is it's a dead Mexican inside a crocodile's mouth, right? But he's naked. So the video, they blur his butt crack out. Now you would think, it's this is the world we live in, people, where the deceased man in the crocodile's mouth is not the traumatizing image. That's not the disturbing part. It is a, a man's butt crack that is too much for us to handle that would cause violence in the streets if people were to see it. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid you see a dead man's butt crack because you, you don't know what that's going to do to you. You know? You might, you might end up doing horrible things. You might go and fucking start smashing children's toes with a hammer or something like that because you saw a dead Mexican's butt crack. The dead Mexican is not the problem in that video. It is the fact that his butt crack was hanging out like the dirty whore he was, you know? (laughs) It's not death and destruction that's bad. It's not fire. It's not shooting. It's butt cracks, people. That's the world we live in. That's so crazy to me. That is so fucking crazy to me. Show buildings blowing up. There's a new 9-11 video. Did you all see that? Oh, shit. You guys got to see it. It's pretty crazy. It's like the... Apparently, this guy forgot that he had it. <laughs> which, which of course, sounds fishy, right? So every conspiracy theorist is like, oh, what are you talking about? You just now found this. But anyway... It's like the longest, I think it's like the current longest known video of the second plane approaching the towers. This dude gets it like way out and, uh, you know, again, that's not the bad thing. That's not the bad, it's not bad to see planes running into buildings and people jumping out of the buildings and people being covered in ash and being crushed by fiery debris. That's not the bad thing. Thank God the the firefighters in September 11 didn't have their butt cracks out because goddamn, that would have just, that would have made it so much worse, you know? 
That would have made it worse and more expensive for the news companies. They'd have to pay for those blurry, those blurry squares to put over, I guess it'd be a rectangle. Big old fat rectangle on some of these Italian motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Are Italians, yeah, Italians are totally fat. <laughs> Every last one of them is a big fat slop. <laughs> <laughs> just just eating pasta uh you big fucking gross fatties <laughs> it's a pizza pie yeah shut up a fatty guy anyway listen hope we had some fun today thanks for checking out the podcast everybody show's coming up i'm if you're coming to nashville if you're in nashville tonight uh, come through the East Room. We got a show. It is the 22nd if you're listening to this later. Uh, obviously, that show's not happening. And uh, other than that, out on the road quite a bit. You know, JoeKellyComedy.com. I'll be out with Aaron Weber pretty much all of October, end of September, and into November. So come through. Come get the yucks wherever you might be. Would love to see you out there. Hey, do me a favor, will you? Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. I'll catch you around real fucking soon. All right. Later. <laughs>